Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Flannel Destination, where we have a first. We are recording our second time <laughs> on an episode. We recorded about 15, 20 minutes before we realized. It wasn't recording. <laughs> so we might we decided that oh, we might have to split this up into two episodes because we do not have the energy to do all of it. But today we're doing uh, Over the Garden Wall, and I should preface by saying, Hi, I'm Tyler Bowen. And I'm Nate Wilson, and joined with us today are a few of our friends, uh, namely, Carrie Wegleitner. Uh, Designer extraordinaire of our super awesome logo. Yes. Uh, and Tyler Beck, he was a, kind of a last-minute uh, join-in friend of ours. I'm not really here. And I have anxiety. He's, He's absolutely here. You and then know. our friend Alex, whose last name... Uh, I forget. Hartle. Hartle. Alex Hartle. She's pretty cool, and she's here to hang out. Um. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Tyler, you had something that you wanted to uh, talk about for the end of the show, correct? Yeah. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. We just we just did all of this. So <laughs> this is the first time we're redoing. I'm still kind it. of processing that that even happened. Yeah. And it's all my fault. Ah uh, well. I was going to pay you, Rich. Now I, I don't have to. At Rich Union Wilson. Room. Womp womp. Womp womp. But I, we, you know what? It's okay because we're going to do this really quick. We're going to have fun. But before we get started, um, you guys should definitely listen for the end of the episode where we have a special announcement where you guys, for being great fans of the show, can win a cool $100 in the form of a Walmart gift card. But It might not be Walmart. It might be something else. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But either way, it is $100, and that'll be great around the Christmas season. True. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. So like I said, we're going to do Over the Garden Wall, created by Patrick McHale. (laughs) God dang it. Patrick McMahon. McMahon. McHale. I know. I was... Oh. Don't confuse people. We got to get through this. Okay. It uh, premiered in November of 2014 uh, over the course of one week, uh, or... Two of every of the ten episodes were premiered um, each day of the week uh, on Cartoon Network. Um, it has an all-star cast of Elijah Wood, um, Christopher John, Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, John Cleese, Cleese Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Um, and that's those. And the, so, yeah, so, namely some uh, some others, some pretty you know high-profile voice actors and screen actors. Uh, yeah. But yeah. This is a uh, this also an animated show, but probably one of the more like age neutral animated shows. Oh yeah, it there's, speaks to all audiences. Honestly, yeah, there's it's just it's pure storytelling, and we're gonna try and get through as much of this pure story, um, and telling you as much as we can in the shortest amount of time. So um, let's get started. Episode one, the old grist mill. I want to give my fact. Oh, you have a fact. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. From we the have, premiere. This is a great fact. That I mentioned earlier that's super cool that I believe is that true. That got deleted. And if it's not, it's the best lie that the moon phases actually cycle with each episode during the premiere. So it matches with like what was in mm. real life. The title card on the uh, of each episode, right? Yes. That's so cool. We got to look that up. Or not. We'll just say it's true. We'll who's say gonna, it's true. Who's no, it's definitely dispute true. Us? I believe I'm you. God. <laughs> Tyler, what are, your, what are your rock facts? I, I just... I, oh... Yeah, there's the one rock fact I know, which is that um, when the, when Patrick McHale was first um, pitching the story, his original idea was that the Woodsman and the Beast, two very pivotal characters in the show, their sort of roles would be swapped by the end of the ep- uh, series. The Beast was supposed to be this good guy who was supposed to help um, bring Wharton Greg home, while the Woodsman was just going to chop him up. But... Uh, the feedback Patrick McHale got from this was that it was it, it reminded people too much of Spirited Away or Harry Potter, and he said he didn't want to do something that reminded people of something else. Right, and that's that holds true for the entire show because I'm watching this and I'm like, this doesn't remind me of anything else. This is like it's very own very thing. original, yeah. So we'll get into this real quick. Uh, I took a very long time explaining the first episode, so I'm gonna try and chop it up a little bit. So the episode opens with uh, the main theme of the show, played by a frog on an upright piano. And it's very eerie, and it sets up the entirety of the show with its final line of the song, or rather the prologue after the song, which is, um, it takes place in the unknown, a mysterious place long forgotten, where long-forgotten stories are revealed to those who travel through the wood. It's great. One of my favorite lines in the show. 
Uh, we then get introduced to Wart and Greg, who they realize they're just hella lost. Greg tries to say that uh, he can leave a trail of candy from his pants, um, which is just immediately disregarded by uh, <laughs> Wart. Um, they immediately then hear chopping and humming, very ominous um, in the distance, and they go in and they find the woodsman um, working, chopping down scary-looking trees. Uh, while arguing whether or not they should um, go ask him for help, they're immediately interrupted by um, a bluebird who is just like, hey, guys, do you need help? And they're really in disbelief. Um, Wirt, in this scene, is great because it shows that um, Wirt can't talk to any female regardless of species, <laughs> and yeah. I, I've never felt so seen. Uh, and uh, the uh, Beatrice, the bluebird, uh, she's voiced by Melanie Linsky, who's been in uh, like uh, what uh, two and a half men, two and a half men, uh, up in the air with George Clooney. Um, yeah, that's all I'm honestly really recognizing her from. But uh, oh, she was in Castle Rock the first season, I think. Yep, if a great show. If you, ever. I well, maybe it's a thing we have to do an episode on. It's, not, it's not that. I'm great. sorry. <laughs> that was supposed to be a mid episode. Um, Bless burp. you. Not a not a beginning of episode burp. Yeah, yeah, you timed it out just right. We just uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're, okay, <laughs> we're already going much faster than the first take, so this will be easier. Uh, suddenly, they get interrupted by like the, the interruption of the woodsman who just booms in. Yeah, he says, don't you know the beast is afoot? Um, <laughs> they're like, hey, uh, we don't know about that. Can you help us? <laughs> yeah, just, and then uh, the woodsman gives one of my uh, favorite lines of the episode. Um, uh, you boys are in the unknown. You're more lost than you realize, which literally sets up the entire um, feeling of of this show. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so good. So the <laughs> the woodsman then brings him to this old mill, which, um, like one of many things in this show, comes back to a very important place at the very end of the uh, show. In the last episode, uh, the woodsman. This is where we kind of get some um, explanation. Uh, what's the word? Ex uh, ex machina. Exposition. Exposition. Where he talks about how scary the unknown is and how scary the beast is. Right. The beast is upon me. <laughs> <laughs> That's another line from the early episode. I'm so funny. Um, but more poignant though, he talks about the lantern he carries and how everybody has their uh, burden in life and. That one is his, and then he grinds the the tr- the trees, the horrid Adelwood trees, for their oil to keep the lantern lit at all times. There's a lot of symbolism in this show. It's uh, that's how you make it good. Nice you just make word, a show Nate. completely of symbolism and poop jokes. Not poop jokes, but whatever jokes Greg's makes. Adorable kid jokes. That's that's our podcast. Symbolism and poop jokes. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's not true, but it's we- not far off either. <laughs> Tweet your favorite um, poop joke on flanneldestination.com. Nate showers. That's a good, yeah. Thank God. This this room is, because this should be like the middle of the episode. This room is already getting hot and, and sweaty and, and musky. This isn't Nate's OnlyFans. We were going to do an OnlyFans, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, Like we first were. episode. No, no time yeah, like the present. That was a joke. That was one of the jokes. I was like, joke. and then we put out, yeah, that's funny. No, and then we put out a poll. It's funny because it's, like, it's who true. Wants to see Nate's OnlyFans, and it was like twenty people were yeah, like, "Yeah, it was it was the clear winner." <laughs> <Let's> do it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Which, uh, which uh, keep in mind about that because I will talk about that more for the prize at the end of the episode. It's not nope. The prize is Nate's OnlyFans password. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ninety nine ninety nine for one month subscription. <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> Okay, where were we? Um, okay, so the woodsman's in the um, goes into the mill and leaves um, Wirt and Greg in the the study of the foyer, whatever it is. And then we get uh, Wirt becoming an overly dramatic um, liberal arts student and just recites. <laughs> You're gonna make me say it again, aren't you? <laughs> You're gonna make me say it again. And recites you fucking business major. <laughs> Fuck you. I prefer the term financially, <laughs> financially stable. To, Fuck you. Uh, why would you? Why would you set me up for my own joke if you're just gonna ruin it and then act like <laughs> like I'm saying this the first? Like I made you do any of this? I know you're right. I just hate myself that 
much. You shouldn't. You're a great guy with an awesome OnlyFans Fuck page. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back. Okay, we're so back on track. Not Nate. Nate's not back on track. So, <laughs> thank you. To cut this cringe, um, we we get what probably one of the best lines in the show, one of the best recurring lines, where uh, in response to the very cringy, self entitled uh, poetry of Wirt, Greg goes. Did you know when you soak a raisin in grape juice, it becomes a grape? It's a rock fact, which is just, God, literally every single line is just comedy gold. <laughs> We're Greg all... is very, very quotable. Yes. Greg uh, is adorable. That's a rock fact. Yeah, it's a, rock, a rock fact. Good one. So, <laughs> Wirt Fight. sends um, uh, Greg outside the mill just to be alone, just to be away from him. Uh, but to also find his frog that who is lost, who he also has. What's a frog. his frog's name at this point? Kitty. 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 Yeah. It's Kitty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, beans. Good where memory. did that? Where did that frog, frog named Kitty go? Where's I, that frog? Oh, I tripped on my own tri- candy trail. Ah, <laughs> oh, beans. So he finds the frog uh, in a barrel, but then he kind of he, we hear this low growl, and it's pretty scary. And then we're just met with like these two eyes peering down at him, and it's they're very specifically scary eyes, where it's not too like over the top but it's still pretty bad and then greg says something funny but not worth noting fuck you man it's his favorite line that's like, say it. <laughs> it's my favorite line of this episode all these he, he sees the he sees the what will be like this giant terrifying werewolf and in like almost in like like in a defensive way he's like you have beautiful eyes and then <laughs> like he just soon fucking runs away interrupting with a factoid oh. the last preview of the beast they actually use the same, the eyes, same eyes that yeah. they use yes yes that's yeah. one of, um it's one of the things that uh like i said before it it comes back to play in a very big way didn't mean to rhyme but okay <laughs> sorry um <laughs> at the very end of the series <laughs> So the the uh, the dog then chases the um chases Greg and the frog inside and immediately Wirt is just uh, holy moly hot dog. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Another quotable Greg line. Um, they immediately say, "Ah, it's the beast! Oh, so scary!" And then they just knock out. The Greg accidentally knocks out the the woodsman. <laughs> oh yeah. So Isn't they're left- with, like he was gonna hit the he was gonna like just try and like hit the werewolf with like a, a piece well, of firewood was, or something. He was right? trying to hit the woodsman because earlier where it was like, we should make a plan to knock out the woodsman. And so we can run away. No, oh, yeah. forget that plan. So he actually just swings and like knocks his hat off. And the woodsman actually trips over and home alone movie head. gone wrong. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, they quick, quickly try and run into the mill and hide. Uh, we get into the great Greg line with, um, where he takes, a handful of candy out of his pants and just throws it up in the air. Candy so, camouflage. <laughs> so there's this great chase scene through the mill, and it's 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 pretty horrifying because this the the way they portray the beast or uh, this werewolf dog is just pure instinct and um, hunger, and it's oh it's scary. I mean, in a way that it can be scary, but it's do you good. feel the candy reference is a Hansel and Gretel thing with the 19th century early storytelling? Because that's what I took from it. That's interesting. And the Probably mill, wrong. and it <laughs> looks just witchy and very well, that's old so... school storytelling. That's... I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole, the, all the themes in this in this show are very like pastoral, like 15th through like 18th century sort of Central European slash right. like, but also at the same time, sort of like a. Like an old school, like p- pilgrim timey sort of like yes. storybook. Yeah, it's 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 uh. That was my takeaway from this episode. I was like, I mean, that, yeah, and Gretel, absolutely. But we're in Greg. Um, definitely a lot of fairy tale themes. Yes, work or Greg does wear overalls that look like if you th- pictured Hansel and Gretel, that's what he. I do too, but I don't wear kind of almost in mine. like Lederhosen. Leder? Yes. So, it's there's some crazy events. Uh, Greg, real, or they realize that they've been following uh, the beast has been following uh, Greg's candy trail that he's been leaving behind, mm-hmm. so they don't get lost. So he's he's munching up all the all the candy. So they at, they're on the roof, and Greg's just like, "Well, I don't have any candy," but and then he realizes there's a piece of candy stuck to a, a little black turtle. Another recurring theme uh, stuck on uh, Warp's cape, and just tosses it over, and the be- uh, the dog 
runs into it or jumps after it into the the mill, you know, like the actual water wheel, and then like gets last bit of uh, toothpaste squirted. You know, it's like just <laughs> in the crying. gears of the mill. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, toothpaste. Squirted. That's what happened. And no, like, yeah. And then he he coughs up the. The turtle, the black and, turtle, and then somehow the the whole mill explodes. Not explodes. Well, not explodes, it, but like the main, the main like like Gears axle of it. the of the mill itself snaps, which is like it didn't know. bend and snap. It just broke. <laughs> it just broke. Yep, like a bad Kenex gear or something. I don't know. That would. Anyways, I don't know. Stop, Nate. I know. We should be almost done with this episode. <laughs> it's a good episode. Yeah, Rich. I'm hey. sorry. I'm sorry. I screwed he, up. He already apologized. Are we doing all right now? Or are you recording? We're at 16. Cool. All right. We can totally do uh, half of these episodes then. Maybe more. Let's stop at five. Um, half. I said half. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Well, That's... you're also going to be here for a long time. I so like, bo- I like be... both things. Why one or the other? <laughs> so... This is a this is another fun scene where um, the dog that was chasing them turns into just like a regular border collie. Yeah. That Greg's um, rides out of the river. <laughs> yeah. Or look, he spit out a dog, and now, now he's, he's my, my best, best friend. friend. <laughs> I'm not even like that. Sounds like something I'm making up. That's literally what he says. That's my Monday. Perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how Carrie was born. She was. <laughs> she appeared on top of a werewolf out of a stream and said, "Hey, I'm here." That and tracks. Mark, that was bad. <laughs> fuck you man <laughs> so at the end so it's the end of the episode um where it's like hey, hey i know we destroyed your mill but at least we got rid of the beast problem to which the the woodsman literally just loses his shit lest he forget <laughs> the dog that is not the beast the beast cannot be molded like some sort of farmer's pet another great line that i had to do in the voice to my own embarrassment kms anyways um, like a good adult, uh, in the woods. You're, you're so insecure. It sounded we both fine. are. We all. Oh, are. Tyler's insecure. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam. Whoa. Uh, so like any good adult, um, in the unknown, uh, the woodsman sends the two children uh, into the woods in the dead of night to yep. just go find somebody he else. To help. He essentially says, "Fuck off." Yeah. I mean, they did like. Destroy, destroy his, his entire fucking way of living. It's and not even a way of living, but it's obviously it's inherent to his entire character. But that's the end of the first episode. Um, got it in a fraction of the time. I'm gonna keep trying to doing these episodes faster so we can get out more jokes, and then you can figure out more about how to win a hundred dollars. And like we said before, this is gonna be a two parter. So I don't know if he did say that. I think we told each other that, but I, I don't know if we I, said I, it out loud. Yeah, we might not have said that. This is definitely going to be a two-parter. Yeah, we're so, so sorry, uh, guys. We'll try and get this out um, sooner than later. The do not apologize. Re- You're welcome for listening to us. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You're such a sunshine. Thank you for such reminding us. Sunshine. sunshine with no, with no vowels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode two. Hard times at the Huskin Bee, which... I think it's one of the more out of place. This is the creepiest episode, right? This is the one, uh, this is uh, the one where they meet Beatrice. We'll get into it. I have to literally There's describe not, the There's not plot. a creepy episode. I guess they're all pretty dark. Everything has like its own moment. In, but uh, this is the episode. Uh, what I love about this episode, though, is that it's daytime and the animation art style goes from like nine to a thousand. Everything is so yeah. drawn so crisp and it's so yeah. pretty. You mean I the budget it. increased? Maybe. I don't know how art works, Gary. I don't either. <laughs> you designed our logo. What? <laughs> so the episode opens with uh, Wirt and Greg uh, walking um, through the woods again, though it's less creepy this time. Um, Greg stumbles upon uh, the bluebird that they were talking to for before uh she was unconscious right she was stuck in a a bush bush. she was just like can you help me i'll do you a favor and he's like whoa i get a wish and he's like i I know i'm not can i wish i was she's like can i wish that i was a tiger tiger uh he goes no i'm not magic doesn't have (laughs) to be a magical tiger (laughs) (laughs) so he saves beatrice and beatrice is like i you guys seem like you're too um loser children with no place in life how about i think (laughs) that's too bad 
What fits into the Sorry. theme of the whole identity <laughs> of them just constantly be like confused? It's exactly what they, they are, are at that point. They're transitioning into adults through this whole series. Oh my god! This is Tyler, the beginning. We're Wharton Greg. I'm an overly dramatic. No, older, I'm Greg. Older brother, and you make shitty jokes and are just adorable to be around. It's a rock fact. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going home. I want to be Greg. You're, you can, you're also You Greg. can be Greg. I'll be uh, Jason Funderburger. <laughs> not the frog. Jason Funderburger. Not... Did you know, um, what's the, uh, the, the creator's name again? Patrick McHale. So he made Jason Funderburger's, I guess, total style based on his own. That's... So such a. I saw that on an overview on YouTube today. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. But such a mad lad thing to mm -hmm. do, to mad lad. Yeah. How do I be a mad lad? (laughs) Be Patrick McHale. That's how. Okay, maybe later. So Beatrice offers to take them to Adelaide of the Pasture, the Good Woman of the Woods, which is a very long name. Do you think that's entire things on her birth certificate? Funny comedy joke there. You have one of those. (laughs) (laughs) She might. Um. The boys refuse and just say, well, we're going to go to the nearest town, which is Pottsfield. Mm-hmm. And this is another, this is a great um, scene where they're going through town. Well, this is the episode, the really the dark episode. one. Mm. Um, and it's it's interesting because like the scenery, it fits like everything else where it's like, Jesus Christ, sorry, people are having a fight in here. Um, Nate's being mean. Sorry, the setting is okay. The setting's very colonial, you know? It's, um, stop. Like, it's very cool. Just... Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry, we're not throwing it's, things. It's okay. Um it it's it's one of these things that kind of sets up this entire like weird feeling um in the entire show where it's like they're in a town that's like clearly like colonial era. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no power lines going through, but the, the one of the things they go into this town for uh where it says maybe somebody has a phone we can use. Yeah. And it's one of those things that sets up like, wait, they're in olden times, or are yeah. they not? What's that, going? Because yeah, that 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 really makes you question. Like, okay, what era is this? This is where in? I feel the unknown is quite literally a place lost in time. Because in their present time, it seems very eighties. Because he's making a tape for his for his, love, his his, his, uh, his Sarah, his, his crush. So yes. I don't I don't know if I should spoil the main what the unknown is supposed to be because it sounds like you don't know. I think it's up to the audience. Okay. Oh, no, I do. Oh, I definitely know. And I, I feel like opinion. it's pretty unambiguous. No, I know what I like about it. Okay, that's fine. It's up to the audience. So, it really is. Yeah, all right. So while they're um, rummaging through the town, they realize that nobody's home except for one turkey who's just laying down on the floor at one of these homes. Same. <laughs> but they then hear singing coming from like the barn that's like towards the center of town. And mm-hmm. they go and they see and they see everybody is like pumpkins. They're like they have like. Um, pumpkin. They have like pumpkins, carved, carved pumpkin, pumpkins, like jack o' lanterns on their heads, yeah. and like weed bodies. But that's less important. Did you say weed bodies? I wish. <laughs> that's me. Pow pow Maybe pow. Weed Air bodies. horn. Wheat. Wheat. So they go in, and Wirt's trying to question, and then uh, people about where they are, if they can, if he can get some help. Uh, again, talks to the first female he sees, and also cannot talk to it, talk to her at all. Talk to it. <laughs> I cannot talk to it. Uh, no, but that's yeah, Nate yeah, on Tinder. Totally right. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. I, my, yeah. Anywho, uh, we're not gonna go there. So, <laughs> Wirt says he's trying to leave Pottsville, and this suddenly, like, sparks a fucking mob. Yeah, like the entire yeah. town closes the doors, and the scene becomes very dark, and they start approaching. Well, they can't leave one without payment. That, one line that uh, we, we that is very important. I feel like we can't skip over. Is like somebody while they're at this little gathering, one of them says, "It seems like you're not ready to be here yet." Yes, she says that to him. No, it's your early for being here, or something. Aren't you a little earlier? You're not supposed to be here yet. Something along those lines. People don't usually leave Pottsville. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's nice here, (laughs) and. It's like I said, that ties into the first part of it, like the fairy tales lost in time. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so the entire town uh, encloses on them, and then all of a sudden, this like, what would you call it? A, a not a. I'll say what they call it in the show: a weird thing, which is just like a giant pumpkin face on a on on like, like a big ribbon. old stock of. Oh no! Yeah, with a, well, no, it's like a big old stock of wheat with ribbon arms. The lake leader one. No, it's a pumpkin head. No, yeah, on top of on top oh. of a stock like a big old stock of wheat. 
with ribbon arms. You yeah. can probably it's, find him at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. He, he kind of... I mean, he's, he's bigger than all the rest of them, it's which like is Wicker the Man. most important part. Yeah, and not, Hobby not Lobby in August. Looking, too. Definitely it's, not. It, like, human. moves it's around like, with ribbons that, like, like an octopus almost. Yeah. Um, Just kind of like being blown around by the wind almost. <laughs> um, and his name's Enoch. Oh, he's one of my favorite voices. Well, hold on there. He's got that, that dark, deep southern... Um, voice oh yeah it's just it's it's velvety smooth i'd get coffee with him just to hear him talk yeah he's like even if he's like subjecting my soul to something where i have to like sell it to him chris isaac is the is his name trying to see what else he's been in and he's so he pretty much charges them with um trespassing disturbing the peace harvesting our crops and murder murder oh well not murder (laughs) i love his voice so much but he ends up sending them to a few hours of manual labor. That was actually flawless. Thank you. Sir. I watch this show a lot. Me too. <laughs> but we get we also get this one of the other great parts about the show is the music, and we get this nice little montage of them working in the fields to this like very like mellow. Not it's probably my favorite song in the soundtrack. Oh, so great. Very, and I'll I'll say this a thousand times. Very pastoral. Mm-hmm. I know what that means. Oh, that was you. I hear it from my headphones and I thought it was coming from over no, here. Yeah, I thought it was that. It was, <laughs> yes. no, it was weird. Um, in the episode. So the montage and the song ends and they're like digging these two big holes. And it's like, well, this is just part of our um, manual labor, labor that we need to do. Mm. And then they quickly find out that there's skeletons at the bottom of these holes that they're digging <laughs> yeah. and think that they're digging their own graves. Yeah. Oh, contraire. At this point, the mob and Enoch, the scary thing, comes in and... Um, they, sorry, where to go from this? I'm doing this all <laughs> the top of my head. I just decided to throw out the script, but you're doing very well. Thank you. That was that you're sounded, okay. That sounded like I was trying to like shit on you, but no, you are you're doing very. This well. This is my first one, and you're okay. Thank you. Okay, she has no reference level, but you're doing great. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so they realize that they're digging their own graves, and they try to escape. While Wirt is stalling, the the mob comes in and is like, "Are you done digging the graves?" Like, uh, stalling. <laughs> and as he's stalling, he realizes that the skeletons that they found are, they get out of the grave. Mm. They move on their own. And the entire townspeople are like, oh, hey, you guys dug up the life of the party. Right. And they throw on pumpkin heads and they just become like the rest of the town. And it's at this point, it's like, oh, these aren't people wearing pumpkin costumes. They're skeletons wearing pumpkin costumes. Like it's right. some after death pumpkin. thing. Pumpkin. 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 Pumpkin funk. We get another great at sh- Pumpkin Funk, if we may. Sorry, quick interruption. Nate, Pumpkin. please do, do do tell. Pumpkin Funk. Oh no, we uh we already talked about. Well, we had an episode before the oh. day before the concert. We it proves that I it. definitely do, do not this, listen not to listen this to this podcast, podcast. <laughs> that I'm on this time. Uh, but no, yeah, that was the name of uh the show we did. Which oh, so Carrie great. sang at which was a uh, huge in, success. In, in, in we, you guys raised six hundred six hundred dollars for Safe Harbor. Nice. So that was. That felt good. Snaps. That was awesome. It was a great show. You guys missed out if you didn't go. But anyways, <laughs> um, we get another great scene about, uh, a great line about the setting of this story where Enoch, go, Enoch lets them go and is like, everybody joins us eventually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> the darkest episode. Possibly. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of dark episodes. Straight this up deals with dark. dead people. Uh, Enoch is a town is, full of for living me it skeletons. Was. Definitely fell into like the early 19th century storytelling, mm-hmm. the darkness of it. But it was good. Added to the whole series very well. This is, that was a little, this episode sort of ends there. Um, the next episode, it, it kind of picks up sillier. This next episode is called School Town Folly. Oh, I'm thankful for Greg in <laughs> this, this one. This one isn't creepy. This one isn't creepy at all. No, this one's just playful. Yeah. This is Greg's time to shine. So the episode opens with the gang walking um, on a forest path. You know, Greg worked. Uh, the frog, um, and Beatrice. What is the frog's name at this point? Do we know? Captain Cucumber. Adorable. <laughs> Continue. And this is where we get uh, another fun song. This is where Greg sings the Adelaide song. You all guys. No, I, not yet. Yes, right? it is. This, this is the first part. Oh, okay. We're going to Adelaide's house. I'm gonna need to work on that. That's the episode. Oh yeah, Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, okay, so they they come up on this super pastoral, old timey. What kind of? Uh, what kind of? Uh, pastoral uh, schoolhouse, and 
they kind of just <laughs> Greg <laughs> just kind of joins in. No, Greg doesn't no. join in. Greg literally goes school no not, and beats not it. Not today. Oh no, that's right. That's right. Because he's me. Not today. But Same. There's this. I mean, before there's a little there's Greg this. in all of us. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had a moment. Um, but work goes in and he's like, "Whoa, school!" And the the teacher, without hesitation, he's like, "You're late." You're one of my students now. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. Miss and he's Landry. trying to defy Beatrice, so he totally goes along. It's with a whole. It. It's a whole thing that about uh, work wanting to be defiant, which is super important to his entire character. Yeah. But we're not going to get into it. But um, some distractions happen, and Miss Langtree is like, you know what? This reminds me of oh, my no good run of the mill boyfriend who ran out on me with all my money. Which she makes it sound like it's been years. Oh, and yeah. she's it's traumatized been like two three days. days. Three days, yeah. Two or three days. And the music sh- And she, she is just she will not shut the fuck up about she it. She literally sings. That's one song. way to say it, yes. <laughs> it's great. This is a great like part of the story. <laughs> Where Sorry. um the show makes fun of itself because she starts singing is like an ABCs of where each letter is all reason why Jimmy Brown is such a no good rotten scoundrel. Yeah, yeah. It and is well written, mind you. And like, but like by the third letter, they like it pans over to um Beatrice and Wirt, and then just and she's just like, this "Lady's got baggage." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, I Greg, that was the, the best part. Yeah, and so we don't get to hear the great whole song, which I think is is so clever. He's like, uh, "No, we get it. We already the full know song she- is oh, yeah. on this, YouTube." The point was made, and yeah. then Greg kind of does his own thing, where he goes and he finds some. Other, oh, by the way, the school is populated entirely by speechless animals. Little who animal just, children in clothes. Speechless animals. Same. That's us. <laughs> well, like speechless Beatrice, animal children. We in are clothes. speechless animals. Beatrice is talking, so I, I don't like. I want to say that these these are just regular animals that are learning how to um, oh, write yeah. and spell. Well, and I mean, but also there's a reason that Beatrice talks, which right. comes in later. But the arts of these animals too, they also fall into the early 19th century and the not talking at all kind of comes together. That dark gothic funness. And then on the outside of the school where Greg is just like, He's like he has a gang of like other animals. He has like a gang of like other animal kids in in Leslie lesser like updressed um, mm-hmm. clothing. And he's like, yeah, hot dogs aren't made of dogs, no matter what they tell you in school. <laughs> Fuck the police. Have you guys played two old cat? Another great line. He's like, let's <laughs> go. Let's play two old cat. That's, Here's oh one old cat. Hey, oh. did you find one? It's like no, that cat's, that cat's too, too old. old. <laughs> it's got glasses on and a cane. <laughs> In a long ass beard. Yeah. Oh, Man, you have no room to talk. I am, I'm a too old cat. Uh, I am too that old. That cat is too old. <laughs> and then as they're trying to find another cat, we get uh, a gorilla that um, just pops out and just starts screaming like a madman. Uh, Miss Langtree actually mentions it earlier, but I didn't say so. Um, and it chases him into the schoolhouse. Skip the circus. And she, yeah. She, she mentions that. It's like, oh, skip Oh, the yeah, circus. yeah. So it does. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. I'm doing this all for memory. That's fine. Yeah. You're uh, so smart and cool, Tyler. Nah. <laughs> nope. So the gorilla chases um, all the kids into the schoolhouse and they decide to just have lunch. Miss um, Langtree is playing super sad music while everybody's just upset because all they're eating is just regular mashed potatoes. How disgusting. Like, like Shout I, out to Mama Kathy. She puts butter and garlic in her mashed potatoes. Ooh, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. But you Greg, should. we get Not this- these simps. <laughs> uh greg's just like well this stuff's bland i'm changing this entire scene and gets miss langtree to just i love this part because he just goes up to the piano and goes hey miss langtree play this and just starts banging on random keys <laughs> yeah. and then she's just like oh like this and it becomes like a perfect melody yeah this is where we get another great song in the entire series uh potatoes and molasses mm-hmm. oh potatoes and molasses great song um, immediately gets not immediately, but afterwards gets cut by uh, Mr. Langtree, the father of the teacher, who's just like, "That's enough." End quote. We were teaching these pigs to read and spell. <laughs> I'm taking these instruments away. <laughs> Fun fact: uh, the guy who voices um, the uh, Mr. Langtree, the father, um, I only found this out the other day, but also voices um, most famously um, Benson and Muscle Man on Regular Show. Which was mm-hmm. like, wow. Great voice acting. 
So he's and then after he steals the all these animals' instruments that that just kind of appeared out of nowhere to begin with, um, he it's like sends the most them off. depressive part of the episode. Well, then he just sends them off to bed and like suddenly and the it's sun dark. is still up. Yeah, <laughs> not that it ever is here. Also, where did the beds for the for Wirt and Greg come from? They just appeared too, and it's 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 so weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's I don't know why I'm. Poking, it's all part but... of the unknown. It's part of the process. It's literally unknown. unwatchable. <laughs> unwatchable. Extra beds? I don't think so. <laughs> Not in a school. I'm out. What is I'm this? Out, Socialism? I can't do this. <laughs> My goodness. So they escape, and then they kind of, you know, work Greg and Beatrice and the frog, um, and then they kind of stumble upon um, Mr. Langtree, the dad, and he's like, "Oh, I have to sell these instruments to keep this school open." And then, like, oh, contrary, sir, <laughs> he props up like some of the instruments and in, like his coat to like make a tent that he sleeps in. <laughs> yes, yeah. who then, wouldn't in that situation? Then, another great, another great, um, Greg moment. Okay, he's asleep. Let's go steal his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that, and then it cuts to morning, and then Mr. Langtree wakes up to realize he's been robbed, but then he hears the music, and it turns out that all the animals and Greg are putting on a little benefit concert, mm-hmm. much like Nate and his animals did uh, a couple weeks ago at, at Slackers, um, but this for the benefit of uh, the school. <laughs> Greg really does wear his heart on his sleeve. He's so great. Or on his face. I don't remember the expression, but... It's a weird expression to even it's, talk about. It's definitely sleeve. It's, definitely <laughs> it's not, like, anatomically correct, sleeve. probably. I mean, half the time, it's like, do you even wear sleeves? So how do you do that? Ask the Grinch. Okay. This is the season. Um, <laughs> anyway, so ho, ho, ho. then, then the, the gorilla comes back. Not no good, Jimmy Brown. And then the gorilla... Just- but then they then Wirt accidentally tackles the gorilla, and its head comes off. And it is revealed that Jimmy the, Brown... The oh. mascot's head comes off. No, no, no. Jimmy's no, is, head stays on. No, yes. yeah, no. But the gorilla head comes <laughs> It was a mask. But they didn't it know. They didn't know it wasn't like a legit... They didn't know it was an legit, legit like, of gorilla. They, they thought it was an actual gorilla. No, it was so a real gorilla. Off. So the head comes off and Jimmy, Jimmy Brown... <laughs> Voiced by Tom Lennon from Reno 911. A flawless mustache, uh, mind you. God, yes. Uh, they, they, uh, I don't know uh, if that's his name. was the gorilla. And I was, and I saving for her engagement ring. <laughs> yeah, I worked. I got work as at the circus as a gorilla. Thomas Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas. So Lennon. I got you this oh. engagement ring. Oh, and then the then goes. What's his name? I hear it now. Thomas Lennon. Oh, Thomas. Oh, then no, be brown. Jimmy Brown. Ain't that just the way? And then, and then, then the it all wraps up with the ending line. Not the ending line, but probably the most important ending line. Which is uh, Mr. Lang, she's like, I guess the world is as sweet as potatoes and molasses. Which I don't, I've never had molasses before, but I. It's I've, like. Uh, at Tyler Beck, I've had potatoes and molasses, but it was a sweet potato and it was not terrible. Yeah, it's probably the only way to do it right, too. So, for real. That's the only vegetable I've ever eaten in the last three years. So, I'm allowed <laughs> I, to comment on I it. I believe You're you. Welcome. Thank you. I believe you. <laughs> So I maintain God, this I love figure. This. This, is, this is okay. Now that we're getting back on track, this is turning to be a good episode. Uh, I'll roast myself so Nate can have a break. Thank you. Thank you. Even though he's the stinkiest and most sweaty in this room. Yeah, we oh, voted that's not on true. that. We I just, voted. I just showered. I'm not. All right. I don't need to. I don't need to prove myself to you. Uh, episode four. <laughs> episode four. Songs of the Dark Lantern. This is uh. This kind of goes back to being a little bit on the darker side. Uh, the episode opens um, with the woodsman looking around um, and immediately cuts to an old man driving a hay cart. This is one of like the more funnier version uh, lines from just like a minor character of the guy who's riding the cart. Oh no, the beast is upon me! Yeah. Like it's just... Hell, Say it one more time. The beast is upon me! <laughs> no, don't. Okay. That's where he says it and now I'm, I feel bad. And um, is this the one in the tavern? Yes. Yes, this is a good one. Is so, this with all the archetypes? Yes. yes. This is the tavern. That pointy corner punch your head, you can't be right. I love that guy. This He's is a little so shaky cool. voice. <laughs> so um, they get out of the cart. Uh, uh, fucking, sorry. Uh, the gang uh, was hiding in the hay, and then they they yeet, they and they find the this creepy old tavern and immediately get um, inside. And then uh, Beatrice... Literally starts shit with the innkeeper and gets beat the shit out with a broom. 
Everybody's waving their arms at each other, and, and I feel unseen and unheard. Uh, yeah, it's they Thanksgiving. Get the be- We're just hugging with our arms the sh- in the air. Shit out of with the broom. Oh uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> the innkeeper just literally just fucking Miss Betty Boop tally whacks Beatrice. Yes, with a I fucking, actually uh, saw an overview of that on YouTube where they compare the innkeeper to Betty Boop because of the style of art and the and sound. Of it. it sounds. It, yes, that's how I imagine. And the look. Yeah. Exactly. Well done. In- yeah. <laughs> So the innkeeper... Um, well perceived. <laughs> as soon as she gets Beatrice out, he, uh, she tries to question Wirt. like, who are you? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm Wirt, and, and this is Greg. No, but who are you? Yes, who, uh, I'm just a guy. Maybe just he's guy. simple. <laughs> One <of> the- <laughs> Maybe he's simple. And then, so the whole inn is filled with like a he's bunch of He's the young lover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, so there's the... Obviously, there's the highwayman who's... We'll get into I it. I wish that song was longer. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. Anyway. Uh, there's the master and his apprentice, apprentice. who's like a fucking... It's just a guy with a kid on a rope. It's the colonial <laughs> archetypes yeah. of all time. Yeah, I don't, I yeah, don't yeah. think pedophile is a colonial archetype. <laughs> I don't Says think you. that's what they were going for, but uh, it's, yeah, a it's a kid a attached to a rope. It's a little suspect. I mean, the group as a whole. However, continue. Well, they got uh, other what people. What else is there? The, the, the butcher, innkeeper, the, the butcher. Baker. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the butcher, ba- the baker, the candlestick maker. That's not perverted, is it? The toy maker, no. the okay. um, the toy threader. Sl- yes. Yep. The seamstress. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, they cover the whole thing in the song in that episode. And then he's just like, um, "I'm just me," and then gets interrupted. I'm a highway man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <I was laughs> no, so and Word is literally like, "Okay." okay. Yeah. <laughs> like. It, that's another great thing. It's just like, that's a very real reaction. That's oh, a yeah, very... to a literal criminal likely murderer who is is going to sing to you about how he will assault you on the road and steal your belongings. Make and ends meet. Oh, make ends meet. And then does the, the thumb across yes. the neck indicating he, does, he oh will my... cut your throat and leave you to die. Don't be such a baby, Nate. Which is great. I mean, like each like <laughs> the characters we get, they all have like this song. And it's and it's very funny because it's just like improvised, which it, it's, it's not improvised. It's practiced, in my opinion. It's, oh, that's that's what they are so dead set in that lifestyle. Well, it's probably and because they they sing their songs to, to each other. That well, that fits in the, the identity crisis of the entire series, the miniseries. Is everyone's point. always looking for their identity, and Wirt and Greg. Greg's never looking for it, but Wirt finds it at the end. Way to spoil. Wirt <laughs> dies. <laughs> <laughs> he does so uh the the this crew of people in the in are just acting weirder and weirder work goes to ask a, a toy maker to um ask for directions but can't get it out because he's so skittish and nervous at this point because he was just introduced to a a, a criminal via song a likely murderer yeah. yeah and then we get the toy maker doing <laughs> his song with his with his shaky voice uh <laughs> About how he thinks, where it's getting married. Yeah, he thinks he's the lover, and he thinks that he's in love he's with Adelaide. Lover, lover, he's lover. going to see. He's going to see Adelaide, who was also. Uh, presu- he's that's the girl presumed- you're after, eh? Yeah, that's, yeah. he's presumed another young lady who's gonna go to get married. Nobody thinks but one so thing, one he really thing, does love Sarah, though. What one thing he he's most excited about is not that he's actually fits into an archetype; is that his archetype. Will give them all work to do. Yes, and which, he will have to pay them all. Well, he has to, to fit into their entire map and their it's, sentence. I mean, this the whole crew is is weird. Um, they then like try and force work to sing a song, and because he's a real person who hasn't been practicing <laughs> his like introduction song, just his like theme song, he like just makes up lyrics on the spot. Considering and, like, it's work, he did phenomenal, even though it was horrible I and it. awkward. I never listened to it ever. My name is Wirt, and this is Greg, and he is my, my mom and Greg, my stepdad. <laughs> yep. And then the um the shoemaker is like crying. Is like it's a metaphor. Yeah. No, yeah. The one whole show is like, like what the he's like the, that, that wasn't really a song. And then the other the shoemaker is like it's so beautiful. Oh, I it's forgot the metaphor. one part where the, um with like telling him to sing her. He's like sing us your love song. And then the um the butcher chimes in like sing us your love song, pilgrim. Yes, yeah, lover, <laughs> sing us your love song. Like he's like drunk on something. It's very great. Or yeah. Sober, maybe. And then you don't know. Then they realize, like, you're not a lover, you're a pilgrim. And it's like, uh, pilgrim, you mean those guys who eat stuffing and have the funny hats? Which isn't that all of us? No. no. Going on. <laughs> Nobody else eats stuffing? Solid time. Oh my God. 
No, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I love that the archetypes, I definitely think they all just sit in their comfort with the whole lost, unknown, and just stories lost in that time. It's, I know, it's great. It's definitely like web of like just everything. Every episode is a new journey, but it's all connected. Uh, so okay, so the main goal of this of of the goal of, of the group is just to get directions to go see Adelaide. And by the end of this whole interaction, they're just li- pretty much like, we're not going to get any information. This He's literally report. like, I can I get uh, directions? He's like, can you can we get directions to Adelaide of the pasture? And one of the guys is just like, you don't need a map. You just follow, follow your you, heart. You don't need follow directions. You just need heart. that map that's in your heart. Yeah. No, I I want a map. I, I, <laughs> And then so they just this, bail. They literally give up on like this whole. Well, scenario. they realize that um, Beatrice is in trouble. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's also this important song where they talk more about the lantern and about how there's this like, hey, if the beast has the lantern and the woodsman has the lantern, is the woodsman the beast? Right. They're considering issues. And they hear the beast. Own. They hear the beast singing in the forest. Oh, no, no, no. And that's Sam. That's Samuel Ramey, who is oh, one yeah. of the most Tight. prolific. Uh, not Sam Raimi, the director. Uh, Samuel <laughs> nope, Raimi, yeah, one of the most prolific uh, bass baritone operatic bel canto singers of all time. Earning that music degree, huh, Nate? Moving on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, a music degree. So then he also hears that, Beatrice, uh, hears that Beatrice is in trouble. And then he literally, like, walks out and, and steals a horse. It's like, horse, I'm going to pretend that I ride, can know how to ride you. And then immediately steals it and tries to go find Beatrice and is met with the woodsman and thinks that he's hurting uh, Beatrice. And immediately, mm. for whatever reason, whatever happened in those like last 10 minutes, he's like... Well, she accidentally just... What it turns out is Beatrice just actually accidentally flew in a tree. Right. But he, and all the he woods, saw... And the woodsman is like, oh, what the Don't hell? Don't we all? <laughs> like you do from time to time. Um, Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. And, but then it, it's just kind of like uh, this isn't what it looks like kind of scenario but then they attack the woodsman and then just immediately run off and almost um, burn down the forest right and they're running away on the horse and we get an- another great scene it's like it's like do you get did you get directions and it's like i didn't but um fred told us the way fred yeah the horse the horse nice to horse your acquaintance <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can't talk you what can a talk. pun that's uh fred stoller by the way yeah he's he's, a, he's one he's, of those actors who it's like you know who he is you just don't know his name right and you know it, you hear his voice and you can see his face all right we're gonna do the last episode of uh like most this human stream. people <laughs> Uh, mad That's not love. true at all. Yeah. You can't see anyone's face or hear their voices. Not everyone. There's a hotline for you, Nate. There's what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What the fuck what? are you talking about? Nothing, what? I just have a lot of phlegm in my throat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. What? Episode five. Episode, episode five. five. Uh, mad love. So the episode opens with the boys and Beatrice uh, in the mansion of um, Quincy Endicott, voiced by um, <laughs> John... Quincy Endicott, voiced by John Cleese, who I just have here as a no- note, T version of Jeff Bezos. Kind of. <laughs> He's just a rich, crazy dude who has unnecessary wealth. Dude is hella crazy and believes that, oh, the, they've convinced him that. Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're, ne- they're his nephews. Yes. So that with the idea that they go into his house and steal two pennies so that they can take the ferry to go meet um, Adelaide. Um, John Cleese is scared to, uh, Quincy Endicott's just like, you know what I saw the other day? A ghost. I'm too scared though. But Greg is just like, let's he, go find that ghost. But he's also like, I'm in love with the ghost. Oh yeah. It's this the weird, ghost like, is super I'm in, fine. I forget exactly what it was, but supposedly there's points in that episode that point to the possibility that Quincy is dead. So can we say this or are we trying to not spoil things? I thought we weren't spoiling things is what Nate told me very aggressively before we that. started. I did not say that. I yes, said wait did, till the time. Yes, you did because I wanted to talk openly about well, it. Boy, wait both you time. guys are stinky. <laughs> All right, so All what we're trying to not spoil and, you know, if, if we're pretty much laying out the entire storyline here for you where we already have. But it turns out in the end that they're in purgatory and it's, like I said, pretty unambiguous. That's what I said too. And, uh, there's a grave marker. Some are closer. Some are some are thematically definitely closer to actual like being okay with their death I'm speaking than trying to like escape. I'm speaking of purgatory. Right, right, right. But what Carrie's referring to is that at the end of the series, there's an episode where they're in a graveyard, and literally one of the graveyard stones says Quincy Endicott, but it's yes. a little bit cut off, so it's not like direct and eyesight. It's more of like an Easter egg. So I completely forgot about that. 
But yeah, nice. I've seen the show so many times. I, I, that's it's one of those okay. facts that I just forgot. So it this whole episode is kind of like this um, weird uh, two separate plots where uh, Greg is with Quincy and he they try and go find the ghost painting um, that Quincy is afraid of while Wirt and Beatrice um, try and find two cents. But they end up getting trapped in an armoire and... Mm. Um, they ended up bonding. There's, there's this. Yeah, a little bit of, this yeah. is where we find out that um, Beatrice isn't a bluebird. She was a person turned into a bluebird. Mm-hmm. In fact, she threw a stone at a bluebird and, and her, it cursed her and her entire family. family. Yeah, yep. Right. And it's and it's just and it's one of those moments where it's just like what? It, it just it's it sort of kind of connects everything. And it's just like this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Not in this direct moment, but it will. Oh yeah, no, it's not just like a. It's not just like here's my expository background, and it's very important. It's not going to be important ever it's again. Come to no, Jesus in the whole series. It absolutely mm-hmm. becomes uh, a huge point of plot. So, so they find their way out of the armoire because there's like this secret hidden passage, and then they have this nice little heart to heart where uh, where it's like, well, my secret is I have a crush on a girl. I play the clarinet and I say poetry to myself sometimes. Right. I like, think I'm worth. <laughs> Do you play clarinet? Well, I'm emotionally Greg, plays but Wirt I Wirt. am logistically Wirt. Play saxophone. And Wirt also plays the bassoon. And you have a crush on a girl? Um, Lady Gaga. Who doesn't? Right. And then uh, one thing I thought it was really funny <laughs> is when they when they go into the the, uh, the other side of the uh, of the mansion through the little uh, 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 tea uh, garden. No, it's not yet. Through, right when they get out of the armoire, he's like, "Oh, this is like a French right. Coco style." Uh, a far stray away from Endicott's Georgian sensibilities. How do you and remember then, those And then words? Beatrice is like, who am I talking to right now? <laughs> it's like, what? How it's do you hilarious. know those things? Is that weird that I know? And then, Am I not supposed to know those things? He's like, Quincy probably just built this without thinking. And it's just like, or maybe. And then we quickly get a drum, jump back to the other gang. Quincy, uh, Greg, I think the frog's with them, and Fred the horse. And they find themselves in the spooky room where the ghost painting lady is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we have this moment where Fred <laughs> thinks, he's like, you know, uh, Quincy's probably a super crazy guy who did away with the old owner of the house. Wait, one thing. We, we skipped the funniest part of this episode. Oh, we did. <laughs> so Pray uh, tell. They're trying to, this whole thing, the reason that they convince Endicott that they're, they're his nephews uh, is because they need... Two pennies, right? To to pay the ferryman so they can go get across uh, a river, and go see Adelaide, and so that's what they so they're gonna like steal something, right? And they're gonna they're gonna but also word is like maybe we could just ask him, maybe we just ask him, okay. and then we don't. Like, it's it's um it's like we don't steal. Why not? We stole a horse. Yeah. Fred's Fred's a talking horse. He can do whatever he wants. I, I want to steal. steal. <laughs> <laughs> I am Greg. Best uh, part. No, that Fred? was the horse. That was no, the I'm horse. No, I'm Greg. I don't know. The who, horse said Maybe that. I'm Fred, but I'm actually. Everybody's Fred. <laughs> so, I want to steal. So uh, flash back to what we're at. And yeah. they Quincy Endicott is in the um, haunted room. And all of a sudden, um, the silhouette of the, the ghost lady comes in. And he's, he immediately passes out. Yeah. But so does the ghost so lady. So does the ghost lady. Yeah. So then it kind of flashes forward again and uh everybody's all together in this room and they wake everybody up and quincy endicott's just like what do you want spirit and it's like spirit but yours a ghost yeah. self french and then they realize that um neither of them are ghosts both of them are alive and both of them have been living in their own mansions that are just so big that mm-hmm. they connect and they're they're competing they're they're the heads of two competing tea companies and then they realize they love each other. Yeah, so they just it's yeah, so it sweet. all works out. Oh, Capitalism doesn't survive love, but yes, it also survives loves because they're still capitalists, I guess. How do you even sell tea in purgatory? You're starting to sound like a fucking communist. <laughs> Good gravy. Oh, kill me. Kill me. When does the parody end? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when does, Where does the weird. irony stop? Uh, anyway, so he's like, uh, here, nephew, take these pennies and start your fortune. He, and yeah, they're like, Greg hell yeah, we got it. We got the pennies. Greg gets so, so Greg, yeah, Greg gets the two pennies that he immediately tosses into the fountain, and then he gets all serious <laughs> and he's like, Uncle Endicott got me all wrong. I got no sense. No, no sense, sense at all. Greg <laughs> is literally quite the gangster. <laughs> it is he's, he's the most quotable in this entire like just for great reasons. Oh yeah. So that that covers episode five. That's where we'll leave off for now. What? 
Yeah. How no. Would... Well, this yeah. is going to have to be a part two. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a part two, hopefully within the next week or so. Um, hey. I have a lot more to say, and I am not done. You better write oh, it yeah. down. No, we're, uh... no, it's not written down. I am a psychopath, and I do things on the internet where I watch everything, and I came here like emotionally, logistically, and we're historically sorry. prepared. And I used, going... We usually be able to do like a whole Save 10 episodes. Energy. I'm ready this to be go our first nuts two-parter. on your ass. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. Dude. Uh, do you, um, uh, friends who are here, um, Carrie, Alex, Beck, do you guys have anything to promote on our show for you? Oh, wait, is this still going? Yeah, we're still going. Yeah, oh. we just, um, oopsie. It's okay. We just, we want to know if you guys have anything to promote. Wanna... I would like to feature Alex Hartle in my microphone. Him. Hello. Hello, Alex. Thank you for joining us. Alex um, said hi. Do you, <laughs> you have anything to promote? Or are you just saying hi? No, no hi. Alex oh. is really pretty. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> you, you all should go read, read my articles. Wait, no. Come closer. Come closer. You gotta come closer. Can you? Yeah. Can you? I'm sorry. Um, we we kind of sprung this on her, so that's why it's so awkward. You, that's okay. You all like, should read my articles. It's theaberdeennews.com. I think they're pretty good. Cool. Okay. Uh, Alex yes. uh, Aberdeennews.com uh, articles written by Alex Hartle. Please check them out. Um, Beck, um, did you have something? Yeah, I guess I dropped a song on SoundCloud. Um, <gasps> yes. Called Toxic Underground. Um, check it out. It's. I'm actually really proud of this tune. So. Hell yeah! yeah I'm gonna I've listen to it, it as soon as I get home. It's awesome. It and um, super rad. If you, any of you listeners out there, have seen this show and do not like it or don't like my song you're a piece of shit and i hate you oh my god oh my god this tyler is a beck, positive show tyler you beck is idiot gonna find you guys <laughs> i have anxiety <laughs> but you won't so i love you oh. <laughs> um so yeah uh tyler why don't you oh, oh, begu- yeah. beguile so, us with uh that fancy thing you were talking about. This oh, yeah. is not done. I have a lot more to say, but I'll let Tyler talk this one time. <laughs> we have a whole other episode. You're going to have I don't care what Nate does, but on. I will let Tyler talk this one so, time. Sorry, Carrie is uh, not going to be back for part two. So, so <laughs> fine. That's your problem. <laughs> okay. So I, I mentioned in the beginning of the episode um, a cool $100 that you guys could win. We're going to be doing a, our first ever contest on the Flannel Destination. How does one apply? That's what's going to happen. So, um... Maybe up until now, until our, uh, which will be our probably uh, the last episode of our the year, which is our Dune episode, which will be coming out um, sometime before New Year's. Um, you guys tweet out um, your favorite moments from the show or Facebook or Facebook uh, with the hashtag flannel desk is best. That's F L A N N E L as in flannel desk D E S T is best. Um, one more time. I'm putting on my Snap story as I'll, we speak. Here, I'll, uh, or Snapchat. Here, just, or Instagram. You know, we're on. No, just take a picture so. of this. I have it written down. Oh, I can't read. Oh, well, it's... Mm. so and uh, by the time of our is, Dune, is ep- it going to be a Walmart gift card or what is it? What, what are we doing? Oh, it's uh, Wolf. Whatever you win. These organized gentlemen have a very exciting surprise to offer you all. Only if you follow. Fo- yep, follow us on Facebook and. Um, Twitter and Instagram too. I don't know if they use his hashtags. Nate's yeah, OnlyFans yeah. also okay. offers <laughs> so and whatever is, is the true? most popular by the end of the year, by the time we do our Dune episode, yeah, so like within a, the next like month. Yeah, um, that will be the winner. Um, and you guys, whoever that is, will win. A it's gonna $100 be a gift card to. Uh, we'll figure it out. Whatever you a want. I smell the best. And if anybody can make it to a thousand likes. They get a signed, tasteful, but horrible picture of Nate Wilson in a bikini, signed by all of us. You want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a cause I can donate to for Nate's problem? OnlyFans? His OnlyFans? You know, just give actually, cash uh, and I'll I was sure kidding on this whole home. frame photo thing, but I think that's a reasonable. A thousand likes. It's not likes. a problem. It's a solution. It You're is right. A solution. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It's, it's going to be signed by life. Nate, me, and Rich because he's like the biggest part of the show. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Oh All my right. God, we're doing it. I was kidding, but we're doing it, guys. Flannel Dust is best. Uh, winner, most popular, gets a hundred dollar <laughs> gift card. If you can get a thousand likes on one platform, not all three, because that's cheating. Because that's like one person can. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. On one platform, you can get a signed photograph of all of us of Nate Wilson in a bikini. <laughs> it's happening. 
I he, it is Giving Tuesday. Yeah. Oh yeah, big old thong. Or, or we'll put you in that um, one piece Borat costume. I'm going. <laughs> I am going one. to go away now. <laughs> oh. oh. I, all right. Yeah. No. With that. This was oh, great. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Alex. Thanks for um, sitting in. It's your pleasure and mine. Of it Alex's. is. And thank you for being here too, Beck. And then, Rich, thank you for all the things you do, including mess up. <laughs> All and right. all the cartwheels you do up the stairs. We love you for uh, that. Like we always like to say here at Flannel Destination, go weird or go home. But don't go to a weird home. And shower, because Nate doesn't. <laughs>